Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma and on this podcast I learn how to level up in all areas of life from people much smarter than me. You see, I'm obsessed with the idea that we should be striving to realize our potential and maximize fulfillment with the one life that we have. Let's not overcomplicate it because it's not that deep. This week I chat with my friend James Rankin. James is a 20-year-old serial entrepreneur and YouTuber who's one of the most passionate hustlers I've ever met. After dropping out of college at 18, James went full tilt into building the life of his dreams by listening to his gut and starting his own coffee company, North Brew. What started off as a strictly e-commerce business has grown into a full-fledged coffee company that's already in 20-plus locations. And if that wasn't impressive enough, James recently launched another business, Maple Tea Company. When he's not busy doing all that, you can find James documenting his journey on his YouTube channel or delivering motivating entrepreneurship speeches to local high schools and universities. In this episode, we chat about his amazing story, the importance of sales, having a resilient mindset, public speaking, and much more. I'm genuinely inspired by this dude's hustle, and I'm sure you will be too. It's Not That Deep podcast is produced by my media and marketing agency, Deep Digital Media. We specialize in all things content creation and podcasts for personal brands and businesses. I'm also opening up two slots this month for podcast coaching. So if you need any help starting, managing, or growing your own show, hit me up. The easiest way to find me is by shooting me a DM on Instagram at deepaksharma.co or by email at hello at deepaksharma.co. And if that's not enough, go creep my website, www.deepaksharma.co. Enjoy today's episode and just remember, it's not that deep. James Rankin, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on, man. We have been trying to do this for a long time. And even today, technical difficulties. It's like everything's trying to stop us from making this pod happen. But here we are. I'm excited to have you on, man. Thank you very much. I'm excited. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you are the founder and CEO of North Brew Coffee. Uh, you're a 20-year-old entrepreneur, uh, YouTuber. Man, you're, just, you're crushing it in all areas of life. So <laughs> you inspire me up. I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, talk to me, man. I, I need to hear your story from the beginning. I, I got to hear the whole thing. I think people need to know, like, how, how are you dominating in all these different areas of life? For sure. So uh, I'll tell you exactly where I started and kind of just like my journey since I started North Brew, my first company. Um, so I was studying business marketing and management over at Algonquin College. Um, I love the program. It, it wasn't really something that I was passionate about when I was in high school, because when I was in high school, I was just talking to my mom about this like three days ago. Um, when I was in high school, those last like three, four months of when you're applying to colleges and universities and stuff, I really had no idea what I wanted to do at all. Like I had no, I had no drive to do something that I wanted to do in the future for like a full-time career for the rest of my life. Like it was just something that when I was 17 in high school, I think I was, um, I, I really had no idea what I wanted to do for the next 30 years. So it's kind of nervous, kind of scared. And that was one of the programs that I got accepted to, um, applied to kinesiology and fitness and health promotion, a bunch of other stuff. Cause I worked at a gym. I worked at a ton of gyms before. So I was thinking about a few different routes and went to the business marketing and management uh, just because I started doing some research and found that marketing and all this different stuff is really interesting. Um, so was studying that. Um, it wasn't like what I really thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest, um, but it wasn't it wasn't something that I felt like I wasted my time. There was still like I'm around business people 
we're all students trying to learn one big thing. And uh, it was just something that I thought was a good idea. Um, and then the Ontario colleges actually went on strike. So there was no classes for 13 weeks of school. Um, and I was living on residence at the time just because my house was pretty far away and driving there and back during winter months, especially and everything else, um, it would have taken a really long time to get there. So uh, those 11, 12 weeks, 13 weeks that we were in strike, um, I actually decided to start working on my own business with my roommate at the time, Elliot. Um, we kind of just put our heads together. I had another company before. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I had another company when I was 16 years old. It was called RM Lawn Care. Uh, um, and we would basically do hedge trimming, lawn care, uh, whippersnipping, pretty much anything for money as a kid that I wanted to do for lawn care, we would do. Um, so was building that up and had my friends working for me, um, would like call them on the weekends after high school and stuff. We would do lawns for $50 a piece. So um, doing the lawn care, transitioning over to an e-commerce business where we didn't have to do the physical labor of working. Um, it was something that I was really excited to do. And I wanted a really, really like good idea that I know I can execute and I can work in long term because a lot of people are all focused on like short term money and short term this and that. But for me, it's long game because you can grow something over time and see a progress. So um, started North Brew Coffee just with an idea. I was 18 years old when I that a call basically told my parents and my, my credit counselor, actually, I told her that I was going to drop out of college and start a coffee company, which you can imagine. She looked at me like I had four heads, honestly. She was like, how are you going to do that? She's asking me every question in the book, but right. um, that's, that's a crazy thing to say, especially as an 18 year old kid in my first semester of college. Um, so it was an idea that I had and it was crazy because like for me, even when people are telling me, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And they're asking every single question. I haven't even thought about these questions yet. It's just an idea that I know that I can execute if I really put my head down and work on it. So um, launched uh, North Brew Coffee when I was 18, uh, July 16th of 2018. Um, just celebrated my 21st birthday about two, three weeks ago. I don't know exactly the time, but um, so it's been two years since and uh, it's been crazy, honestly. It's, I've learned so much and like I, I love it. It's honestly like the best experience of my whole entire life and like there's hard times obviously and it's like one of the hardest things that I could probably ever jumped into way harder than probably school or anything. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't take it back at all. I love it. And uh, I've been learning so much about myself and just personal development and everything. So, yeah, man, that's, first of all, there's so much there. There's so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. That, that, that's right. a, that's, that's an incredible like a short, journey. short term story, but there's a lot more obviously along the way, but yeah, obviously, obviously. And, and I appreciate that. And I'm hoping we can dive into the weeds on some of those things, sure. but man, First of all, like, you know, and I'm sure you get this a lot, right? But it's the, the age, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. young. You were 18 when you started. You said yeah. you were, you know, 16 when you started the lawn care company. Like, mm -hmm. that just shows that, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, how old you are, what experience you have. Yeah, you yeah. could just start something. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and, and, you know, I used to mow lawns, too. And, like, I had a little hustle going when I was younger as well. And, you know, it teaches you the value of, like, hard hard labor, hard work and yep. like going out and actually, um, you know, making it happen. And, and, you know, it teaches yep. you about sales. It teaches you about HR, it teaches you about customer service. It teaches you about, you know, marketing, like generating leads. Like it, it actually, it, it teaches you a lot, but then to transition yep. into the e-commerce side, that's really interesting because, you know, you were able to now take what, you know, some of the things that you knew, and yeah, yeah, you went to like, you know, business management, whatever, but like you even mentioned, 
that doesn't really teach you how to start a business. Not Don't at teach all. teaches you how to start a business, <laughs> starting a fucking business. So that's what, yeah. that fires me up, man. Uh, I love to hear that. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about North Peru a little bit because I want to hear about, you know, what's your, what's your passion for, for coffee, if any? Did you have one? Were you always drinking it? And actually, James, time out. Give me one second here. Sorry, buddy. Yep. Before you answer that question, just have to... This internet's just not working out, man. No worries. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hotspot from my phone, just because this is I I want people to have a good podcast here. So, for sure. This is uh, this is really annoying, but it's just what we gotta do. I'm tired of this COVID shit, man. If if it were up to yeah, me, you'd be sitting here crazy. with me, and we wouldn't even be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fucking turn off this shit. This bill's gonna be rough. <laughs> okay, let's see. Hotspot my phone. All right, are you still with me? Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah, I can see. I you're frozen, but I can I can hear you. You're frozen as well. I'm hoping that sorts itself <laughs> out in a second. Okay, yeah, it's I think all good I got you now. back. All right, man. So I, I was just asking you about like your passion for coffee so we can dive right in from there. I'll edit mm-hmm. this. For sure. So uh, being completely honest, uh, I didn't even drink coffee before I started selling it, which sounds like a crazy idea. Obviously about two, three weeks or four weeks before actually launching the product and figuring out what I wanted to do. I was trying a bunch of coffees that we sourced from all over the world. Um, But beforehand, like during college and stuff, my roommate was actually the one that was always trying the different types of coffee. I never really drank it beforehand. Um, And yeah, honestly, the thing for coffee that I wanted to do, I was thinking about starting a clothing company. It was my first idea that I ever had outside of lawn care because I really hated the service industry. I really didn't want to just like getting paid for my time. Um, found like doing lawn care for four or five hours after high school every day was tiring and I knew that I could just make money while I sleep. So that was something that I really wanted to do. Um, so instead of the clothing company idea, because I was still living in residence at the time, we were thinking about getting a printing machine and running it in our res room. So like there's just so many things that couldn't have worked. Um, so that's when I thought of a consumable product and that's what I started my second company as well. Smiley bars We're focusing on the exact same thing is consumable products that customers are able to try themselves. And if they like the product, they like the experience and they like the customer service and everything else that comes into factor about consumer knowledge, um, they'll be able to purchase it again. And it's a recurring customer rather than a, um, a clothing company where I've had sweaters or t-shirts and stuff for the last like four or five years. I don't usually buy t-shirts right after another one after another. So, um, yeah, the consumable product, that was one of the things that really interested me about coffee. Um, another really convenient thing is there was a roaster five minutes away from my college and I had a car at the time, but that just being so close to where I was living, um, it was kind of just like a sign for me. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out and I'm just going to go for it. So um, that's where the coffee kind of came into play. Um, and now I drink coffee every single day. It's not because I'm always around it. It's like, I'm just addicted to it or nothing, but I actually do really enjoy it. Uh, the coffee now, uh, just because I know how to roast and everything and the different profiles and all that stuff. Kind of a coffee nerd, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope that, that, that at this point now, yeah. you're not like anti-coffee because that would be kind of hilarious. 
It's like, oh no, yeah. like, I, I've met like some CEOs of like cannabis companies and stuff who are like, oh no, never smoked. Like, I'm like, that's so, that's so interesting to me. Like, mm. like not saying you have to do anything, but you know, it's, it's just uh, like, people i think attach themselves a little bit more to a story where it's Mm -hmm. like you're actually um you know a user of your own product and like yeah for sure you You want to know what your product is like but um and also another huge thing for me too is i wanted to make a difference as well um we started with coffee driving change is our slogan um that was one of the biggest things for me when i was first starting is the lawn care I always made a difference my whole life. I've been donating to different charities throughout elementary school and high school. And it's just something that I'm passionate about. Um, so the coffee driving change and that having recurring customers on that with like a dollar going to the homeless shelters in Ottawa and making a difference in our community. Um, that's what really I wanted to do as well. And that's why I wanted something where people can keep buying if they really enjoy it. Um, rather than like, like I said before, for the clothing, um, you don't usually buy it right after one another. We have customers that order literally every 13, 14 days. So. So walk me through when, you know, when you had this idea, like, like one of the recurring things, uh, themes I'm seeing here is like, you had an idea, but ideas are cheap. Like you actually mm-hmm. executed on the idea. For sure. So, you know, I want to actually talk about how, how does one start a coffee company? Like what, what, what were the steps? Like, what did you actually have to, and get granular to get details. Tell me, tell me from idea to execution, what you actually had to do to make your first sale. So uh, the biggest thing for me is going into an industry where I had zero knowledge whatsoever. The first probably 14, 15 days of me even having this idea, I was just researching. I was looking at the coffee markets, what's working, what's not, what people are doing. I love study. I have so much knowledge on so many different things because I just love knowing what I'm getting into before jumping into it, especially with the investments and all this other stuff. I just, I, I want to go in, I want to go in and know what I'm doing. I don't want to just go in blindsided and then get um, Steve owned in the end. So um, pretty much, the first idea that I had of North Brew, I told my best friend, Elliot, who was my roommate. Um, and then from there, we, the strike happened right after, literally right after. It was like, it was a crazy thing that just kind of all fell into place. Um, and then after that, me and him were just going back and forth. I had a whiteboard. Actually, the whiteboard that I have in my room right now is the same whiteboard that I had in college. So um, we would just start writing ideas down on the whiteboard, um, literally just like, any any type of idea that can further where we were already at i wanted to write down i wrote everything down everything from ideas that we haven't used to ideas that we're going to use on our three four fifth year anniversary these are all things that i already have planned out because it was just a time where we were writing everything down um from there came up with the slogan the branding the name what i wanted to do in our community which was donating to local homeless shelters um from then i found a supplier um, which I don't use anymore, but it was really good for me to be with him for the first three, four months, just because, um, I had no knowledge on how to roast coffee, where to source the beans, um, packaging labels, skews, you can name it. Like there's so you many go different about things. getting that supplier. Like, like where, um, to be honest, find I just, a coffee supplier. To be honest, I just uh, picked up the phone, started calling different coffee shops and roasters, um, telling him about the idea that I wanted to do. I knew, see, the thing is for me, I already knew, I probably sounded crazy at the time, but I knew that this was going to be a crazy idea. I've been saying that since the start. I knew that this was going to be something bigger than I could ever imagine. Um, So I was already trying to pitch them on the idea. So I was telling them like, listen, I have this crazy idea. We're going to do this, this, this. And uh, I ended up just calling a roaster one day and he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. So we, uh, we partnered together. Um, We went in and basically from there, we just 
started roasting the different types of coffee, figuring out what I wanted to use. Um, I brought my roommate with me just because I didn't know anything about coffee at the time. So he was trying all the different coffees, saying this is good. This isn't like good. The dark um, roast, the medium, yep. like just the different, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So from there, um, we had probably about eight weeks before launch, we had all of our products, all of our branding and everything done. Um, I was more focused on the marketing side. So figuring out how we're going to differentiate all of our different products from each other. So like the light, medium, dark espresso. Um, If you've ever seen the branding before, we have different colors and all that stuff I was focusing on. Um, And then I actually called my old boss um, and I said, hey, I'm going to be launching this company soon. I'd love to hear what you think about. Um, Super busy guy. And he ended up uh, sitting down with me for coffee at the end of the week I was working at a store and from there he actually well not from that conversation got us into the store but a few months after the fact and me working there um, I was able to get my first retail contract so from there um, just started picking up people started going uh, to see the coffee and it was funny because I was actually still working there for the first like two three months that my product was in the store so it was pretty cool just seeing people walk by or seeing them with their cart like push by where i'm working and seeing my coffee in the cart like i didn't want to say anything but like to me as an 18 year old kid that's about to drop out of college like i thought that was the coolest thing ever so that's um, so that's ultra validation right there it's yeah like, yo, you for know sure. what? like i idea to actually being on the shelf like that is crazy that, that is crazy man so you know when you started this it was a you went from e-com but then mm-hmm. shifted you're like you know what i want retail as well i want a retail presence as well i want both mm-hmm. so our online store is something that pretty much runs by itself uh like we make orders as soon as we get an order it gets sent right to the roastery my team packages it labels it and either it needs to be delivered or shipped out or anything um So for the retail aspect, when we got our first retail contract, other stores started reaching out saying, hey, we'd love to carry the product, send us the pricing, all this different information. And for me, only having one location at the time, I didn't even have a sales sheet made or anything. This was just something where I was just selling completely online through my Instagram, Facebook, having friends and family share it all around and building it up from there, which I think is a great thing to do, especially when you're first starting is building your platform um, and just getting the name out there on any type of aspect that you can get into. It doesn't matter where it is, what it is it just you need to get your name out there because no one knows who you are so um that was what i pretty much focused on and then the retail uh we just we got into our first grocery store and then after that our second and third and then it just started getting branched off and now we're probably in about like 20 to 25 locate i really don't know honestly off the top of my head i wouldn't be able to tell you but it's uh we're, we're in a lot of retailers now which is amazing to see honestly from an idea in college to what it is now it's uh it's unreal and, and it's just the beginning bro I'm so fired up like this is this is amazing (laughs) I love stories like this because um you know I already said it but you know idea to execution that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. everyone and their mom has a business idea yep everyone like you know has a yo I'm gonna you know this is how I'm gonna make it big but you know one thing you mentioned was a long-term vision and Mm -hmm. and that, that, that really fires me up because it shows that you're you're not just thinking about this as like a quick flip. Like I'm going to start this coffee company, quickly sell it and then go do another thing. And then mm-hmm. go do another thing, go do another thing. Like, yeah. even though that might be something that you do in the future, you might sell it. You might blah, 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 move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you built this thing with these yearly milestones already in place, that's, that's incredible. So talk to me about how, you know, you talk about, you have a team now, what's that team consist of? And like, how did you start? that team because you know me running my own business right now i know that like 
I have to wear a lot of hats. I have to be a lot of very different oh. people, right? So we could have a conversation about that for hours. Honestly, I know exactly man. what you mean. But yeah. uh, for me, honestly, well, I'll tell you like the first, the first thing. Um, so I was in college. Uh, really, honestly, there was another person in my class that was thinking about starting a coffee company at the same time from my idea, which was really annoying. Um, but it was all good. It's a fair game. So. Um, Pharrell, actually, one of my videographers that I've known since college, he was actually like, dude, like we can really take this somewhere. He saw the vision from day one. And that was something that was like crazy. And that's why he's always with me. And uh, he'll, he'll be with me until the end, honestly, no matter what business I'm in, whatever it is, he's going to be there because like he really believed in me. He's when a I had D-Rock to your Gary V. He is, man, <laughs> this guy is an all-star. I'm telling you, like we've been in times where it's literally like, I don't even know what I want this video to look like. Just do your own thing. And he comes back with the craziest type of content that I've ever seen in my life. So, um, shout out yeah, to Pharrell, was, man. Shout out to Pharrell, Pharrell man. He's a, he's a great guy. I went guy. to high school with a guy and I played football with him. Just a, a generally, genuinely down to earth dude. But yeah, for awesome sure, man. Guy. So he, he started with me. He was my first ever person that I actually ever paid through North Brew at all. Like first person. Um, he started doing the photos and videos, product photos, um, new store videos, uh, any type of ad content that we had, any type of content that you see from our first and second. And even now is all done by him um, just because he does an amazing job. And he was there for me when I literally w didn't even have my first online store purchase yet. So it's crazy. Um, and from there, it ended up just branching off into different people reaching out saying, Hey, I do this. I'd love to help out. Um, I used to post on my Instagram all the time, like looking for this or uh, need copywriting or social media or this, that, and the other. I was just finding friends because honestly at the start, I didn't really have that much money to be able to give out to people and just pay them right off the bat. Um, so it was mostly just people helping me out from my college. And another thing that I would do when I was working on the business and trying to launch it was uh, host basically not, not parties, but like mini parties at my, at my uh, dorm room of just inviting like 10 to 15 people over and just ordering a bunch of pizzas and beers and just having them all there and just like talking about ideas on the business. It was basically like a big, a big meeting with like none of them on the payroll, but we were just like shooting back and forth ideas. And it was like a condensed little group that we would just yeah, a little mastermind. Back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like so, yeah, yeah. And for free pizza and beer, like who can say no, right? But at the end, I had the, I had the vision the whole time. I knew that this was going to like really push us forward and like different people's perspectives and different demographics and all that type of stuff really went into play when we were doing like our first research type thing, I guess you could say. Yeah, and that's, that's a really important step that, that, you know, we've all heard about before. And a lot of people, when they have an idea, they kind of brush off is the market research and actually, um, you know, figuring out who, who it is you are selling to. What is your persona? What do people actually want? And, and you know, the fact that you actually did that in kind of a unique way, it's mm -hmm. really interesting, man. I like that a lot. And Thank the funniest you. part is that you weren't even a huge coffee guy, but yeah. that's, that's great. But because you know that people are like, people are mm -hmm. like such yep. big coffee addicts, every day. quite frankly. Every day, yeah. yeah. Every day, starting their starting their day, I had to start this podcast with one. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. like, yep. that, that's incredible, man. So, what do you think sets um, North Brew apart? from other other coffee um you know uh, roasters and coffee uh the, the biggest thing for uh that i see that's different is we roast all of our coffee to order so as soon as we get an order uh we freshly roast it in the back um some people are like oh is that really the smartest thing but with the volume that we're pushing out right now uh, it really just makes sense i don't really want to have product i've never had products sitting on a 
inventory shelf in the back of our roastery waiting to be sold. It's as soon, usually what happens is we'll get our Thursday orders and Friday morning I'll go in and I'll have the team roasted in the morning. We'll package it and have it sent out literally like four hours after being roasted. So um, one of those, that's another thing. Um, the social aspects, so donating to charities per pound, a uh, dollar from every bag that we sell is always donated. Um, but there are other people that do that. And I don't know, local coffee companies personally is uh, our, our new cold brew that just came out. Like that's crazy. I can't believe that, that we were even, to pull, even able to pull that, uh, that drink off. Basically what we ended up doing was reaching out to a supplier in California that was able to bottle and manufacture our own cold brew extract that's like ready to drink right out of the bottle. So I haven't seen any coffee companies in Ottawa doing that yet, probably in the future, just because like these have been selling like crazy. Um, but that's probably probably what makes us different right now. And the one I'm the one running it. So I don't know, a lot of people are a lot older. I'm, I think I'm the youngest person to do this, especially in Ottawa. So yeah. And don't discount that, brother. That's huge. Yeah. Like the fact that you are the one, uh, you are the face of, of the mm -hmm. brand. You you are running it. And and that's huge, man, because I think like you actually have, you know, you're really focused on the brand, really clean packaging. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned the different yep. colors and, and, you know, I like the logo and the name. Obviously, you know, it, it, it's, it speaks to Canada. It speaks to, mm -hmm. you know, like... like values that a lot of people here share and uh, i see this being on every supermarket shelf i see it being all over canada now i see it sponsoring my podcast one day you know of i see I, I see I, I see north brew like like popping off man i see uh, sure. i, I so see much. i see this company blowing up but you know i, I think uh, like one of the next things i i you know, I'm taking notes as you talk here because you're just dropping bars, right? Mm -hmm. But w one of the things kind of I, I want to talk to you about is that, you know, that dropping out of college uh, thing, right? Where it's mm -hmm. a, a lot of people when, when you, know, you hear these stories sometimes, but a lot of people uh, were surrounded by, you know, our parents, our, our friends and people who would really tell you that is a bad idea like don't do that like just finish up and, and like you get that fallback why was it different for you why why was it like nah you know what f this i'm gonna go do my own doggy i'm gonna do my thing uh honestly i saw well i was pretty much influenced by youtube i used to watch youtube all the time and seeing people like being able to do what they actually want to do not what just pays them on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis um really like go all in on what you want to do and just go for it. Um, so I was starting to see that. I was like, man, like I know I can do this. And it just kind of was in the back of my head for so long. And the lawn care was just kind of getting my toes dipped into the water, seeing like what it's like to be your own boss. And like you make your first couple thousand as a 16 year old kid, you're like, man, there's so much more on the other side of this wall. So um, that's where I kind of like first realized the potential of it. Um, but for me, I just, I knew that I could do it and I would figure out any way. Like we've had so many, so many different challenges and obstacles that we've had to overcome. But to this day, we've been able to overcome every single one of them. So, um, I think it was a good decision and, uh, it's all about just being motivated and just having faith in the idea. Even if it's a huge idea, like I was saying before, when I was 18, there was no way that I thought that we'd be able to have our own like bottled product and like all these different things, retailers and different contracts, all this. So, um, you just have to have faith the whole time and just go for it. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced early on? Uh, the biggest challenges. So one of them was having people that I would be able to 
like rely on was a huge one, um, which was kind of hard at the start just because it's, I'm 18 years old trying to manage this team of three to four people, uh, making sure that everything's scheduled on top of me, scheduling my own type of things. And it's like when you're first launching the brand, those first four or five months are so crucial in what you do to the day-to-day -day basis because you don't want the brand to die like you just wanted to keep coming out with different stuff and just keep pushing and pushing. Um, another big thing for me when I was young was getting a credit card, which is like crazy nowadays because the banks will call me and they don't even care about the limit anymore. They're just like, yeah, you can have credit. Um, Cause when I was sitting in my uh, resume with my roommate, Elliot, I was actually trying to get a credit card. So I applied to so many different banks. Like I had no type of credit before at all, but I needed a credit card to pay suppliers before I paid myself and all these different things. So um, getting a credit card from, banks was really hard and then probably like three or four months after we launched it all the banks started giving me the credit cards I ended up having like six credit cards sent to my house and I'm like oh my gosh I forgot I even applied for these got the credit cards sent to me and another big challenge for me especially was a lot of people just believing in me I was telling like my close friends and family were really supportive because they knew that my work ethic was already from my last company that I would be able to go somewhere. But just that outside energy of people that like kind of know you, but don't really know you. And they're not really considered like your close friends or just like people that are there. Um, like people are telling me like, Oh, like the people are talking behind your back. They don't think they can do it, all that stuff. Like I've heard everything. So um, that was like a big thing, especially just being young. Like now I really don't care what people think, but being 18 and like, trying to start your own business and like really going for it, hearing that behind your back, that kind of negative energy can really get to you. Um, so that was another big challenge, just really believing that I was able to do it myself. So, yeah. Yeah, man. The big thing there is like when you let those voices in, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's so easy to say that, Oh, like I'm this stoic dude who just like, like whatever, like everything bounces off me, like fuck the haters. But you know, when these are your own friends, like when these are like people like, you know, even though you might not be close to them or whatever, hearing them talk shit or hearing mm -hmm. that they are not believing in you, it can cast doubt. You can start like, you know, questioning yourself like, yo, what am I doing? You know, maybe I am mm -hmm. like too young to start a coffee company. For me, it was yeah. like when I started my podcast, like it was like, yo, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, who does he think he is? He thinks he's mm -hmm. Joe Rogan. Like, I'm like, man, like. Yeah, I, I heard, I heard these things and then I, the, but the, I think the important thing is to just keep going. It doesn't, mm, just none of that stuff forward, matters. Yeah. yeah. None of that stuff matters, man. And like, the more I learn about this journey of like, you know, creation and, and making, uh, you know, making content, but then also running a business is that it's a lot of people's insecurities coming out mm -hmm. it's a lot of people's their own shit being projected onto you so it's like it literally doesn't matter what you think about me that that's fine like no problem but but at the same time having support is is you know it, it, i think it's like way more you get way more support than that tiny uh minority of people who might not believe in you and i think that's those are the voices you should pay attention to but even that not too much like don't don't yeah. ever don't, don't ever drink your own kool-aid like don't get don't, don't get too, yeah don't get too uh high up on on any praise either that's something mm -hmm. that i've had to keep in mind as well because it's it's really easy to inflate your own ego as well and so how's that been for you, man? Like, how's, how's it been in terms of like you accomplishing all these things at such a young age? Like, how have you been able to keep yourself like humble and in check? Honestly, I just like pretty much remember where I started. Like, it's, it's really, I've never really been someone to kind of show off everything that I do. Um, telling other people 
that I like I'm doing all these different things. It kind of feels weird, honestly, kind of feels like, am I actually doing all these things? Like, it's crazy. But like, even uh, like, I started public speaking, another huge thing that was like a really big challenge for me as a kid in elementary school and high school. Um, I was actually reading through, I saw Gary Vee's post on his old report cards. So I found one. And one of the things that said is like, not a very strong uh, public speaker. Like, you know, when you would have to go do the public speaking at the front of the class. Um, yeah. And now like, I've been to like, Algonquin College, Carleton, U Ottawa, University of Toronto, all these different universities and colleges. Um, so looking back on that and just seeing the progress is great. But um, yeah, I think like all the different things that I was able to do, um, I knew that I was going to be able to do them before. Like I didn't really know about the public speaking. It was like my first gig that I got was actually um, not really even supposed to be me. It was somebody that uh, they booked a speaker for. Um, it was like an entrepreneur that was going to be a speaker. And then he ended up canceling the thing. So I was like the backup plan. And then from that, I was like, you know yeah. what, I actually really enjoy this. And she's like, you did a great job. Like you need to really do this. Like the students are literally emailing me saying like, that was the most motivational thing that they've ever seen. So, and I was just 18 years old speaking at my old high school. So it's crazy, but um, yeah. And, and so is that kind of what like led the spark to then creating your own personal brand and your own YouTube channel and starting to put out content? Yeah, I think uh, like after that first, I spoke at my old high school. That was like one of the coolest things that I was ever able to do. Um, spoke at my old college actually to the class that I was supposed to be graduating with, which is also amazing. Um, but from there, like people just, I love. So the biggest thing for me is, I would look up to people on YouTube and uh, Instagram or whatever that was. And I would like take little bits of information and for me being able to absorb all that and then use it in my business and my personal life and all these different things. I just wanted to be the type of person to be able to produce that as well. Just like put more content out and kind of push it out. Um, so that was when I started the YouTube. That was just more to show people what it really is like to be in a day in the life of a 20 year old entrepreneur. Um, another, like the jamesrankin.ca where I was doing the uh, weekly free motivational blogs. Um, that was also a really good thing. I had a, like a little spark for probably about two and a half months where I would do a weekly blog post every Monday at 8am um, where I would just push out motivational content and basically just like talk about everything about entrepreneurship. Cause like, if you're a aspiring entrepreneur, this content like James, on jamesrangan.ca or on the YouTube or whatever it is, like you literally get an insight directly from me. I'm the one holding the camera, showing you what it's like, or literally writing what it's like to be an entrepreneur and how to overcome these obstacles. So right, man, and I, I love that because you know one thing that you're doing there, maybe whether you realize it or not, but something that's really special for me, and what one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why I'm going to continue doing this podcast forever is documenting your journey. Yep. You can always go back. And if you have kids someday or, you know, you know, the next generation of people who, who are going to look, you know, and be like, well, what were you doing when you were, you know, 18, 19, 20, yeah. whatever. Like, we'll yeah. go to YouTube. Like there, that's what yeah. I was like, And, and there's, sure. a, there's legit, it's like pulling up the receipts. It's right there. Yep. It's like, I did this. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess I, I, I really did do that. And no one yeah. could take that away from me. That's like a really powerful thing. And I, I love that, man. So uh, taking, taking that like one step further, how do you like, want to take your personal brand to the next level? What are some ideas that you have right now that you're going to make a reality? 
So um, what I want to do with the personal brand for the public speaking, um, I used to do it for free. So I did probably about four or five gigs for free. Um, and then University of Toronto reached out to me and they were willing to pay $500 for me to go and speak, which I thought was like the craziest thing in the world because it's like, you really want to pay me to speak? Like, it's crazy. Like, that's just a crazy yeah. idea for me because I didn't even go to university. I'm younger than all the students I'm about to speak to, like all these different things. Um, and I don't, and to this day, well, uh, probably not to this day. There probably are a bunch that are recorded, but um, like my first four or five talks weren't even recorded. I had no camera. Uh, Pharrell was actually supposed to fly out with me to University of Toronto, but we ended up getting the flight canceled. So I had to drive up there. Um, and like, yeah, I had no content that was really produced from my public speaking before. It was just people word of mouth and professors talking back and forth on LinkedIn and professors shouting me out on LinkedIn, like all these different things. Um, and that's kind of how it all really like started. And pretty much like after that, what I want to do with the public speaking is just kind of go for university colleges high schools motivating um younger kids on showing them that you really can do it because even though i'm 21 now um they can really relate to it when i was in university or when i was in college or high school uh people would come in and speak and really like uh, i wasn't able to really connect to them i'm a very like visual learner but at the same time if i don't really relate to something i'll tune out really quickly so i always noticed when i was going to these high schools and colleges at 19 20 and now 21 um they're like they really connect to it and it's like they're, I'm only two years older than them or I'm only one year older or whatever it is and University of Toronto or any other university I'm speaking to sometimes I'm younger than the students that I'm speaking to but they can really relate to it and they can really see that so that's what I'm doing right now is I really love doing these like younger talks just because it's like I want to just like kind of shake them around and say you know what you can really do this it's not something that's just like it's fake on the internet or this like this is a real thing that you can actually do if you put your mind down and actually work on it so this is pumping me up, dude, because <laughs> you started this podcast uh, with telling your story about not knowing what you want to do with your life. And I think mm -hmm. so many people, you so know, many. so many people are in that situation where it's just like, they're kind of following someone else's path that was made for them. Mm -hmm. And they see people who've done something different, but then they kind yeah. of think to themselves like, oh, well, it couldn't be me or like that person's special or that person has some superpowers. And look, yeah. I'm not saying everyone can go be LeBron James tomorrow. That's not what I'm, I don't want to like mm -hmm. sell lies to people, but the power of the mind, man, is so, so, Huge. so much bigger than we think. And it's just making that decision. And if there's yeah. one thing that like I want people to take away from this podcast is that, you know, as much as you're a great guy, you're a cool guy, there's nothing uniquely, insanely special about you. Mm -hmm. You yep. took an idea and you made it a reality and you just, you, you basically, you, you executed on something, you got past the challenges and you just made it a reality. And you had this, this is one thing like common amongst entrepreneurs is like this unwavering optimism this belief that like i'm gonna make this happen and i have this vision and i'm gonna make mm -hmm. it a reality but that's not something that school teaches us that's not something that you know when when we're we're basically being conditioned to be employees and like workers mm -hmm. which you know I, you know there's you know we can say whatever about that like but you need employees out there but at the same time not everybody is made to just follow a set of rules and just mm -hmm. you know 
live this cookie cutter life and work this nine to five and work 30 years and then retire. So coming back mm-hmm. on this long tangent, what I'm trying to say is like, not having an idea what to do with your life is not a bad thing. It's not a fault on you. It's not something like, oh, well, you're broken or something's wrong. Actually, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Now yeah. use this time to go taste things. You tasted entrepreneurship when you uh, were mowing lawns and you tasted you know, idea creation, brainstorming when you're like, I want to make this t-shirt company or whatever, clothing line, whatever. And then you, you landed on coffee, but dude, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm sitting here right now and you've got a great coffee brand and everything's awesome. It could have equally been backpacks. It could have been headphones. It could have yep. been whatever, because the type of guy you are, it wasn't actually only about the product. It was about the vision and creating a life yep. for yourself that um, you saw other people living and you're like, why can't I get that? Mm-hmm. I love that, man. That fires me up. And so, yeah. Okay. That kind of going back to my previous question was like, what's next for the personal brand? Obviously you want to do a lot more speaking gigs and that's great. But COVID-19, man, what are you going to do yep. about that now? So, um, for the, pretty much for the speaking gigs, um, everything's online. I actually just uh, spoke with an old professor from Algonquin college that booked me for three upcoming speaking gigs. So I'm going to be doing that to three different colleges or three different college classes. Um, so I'm excited for that. Everything's kind of shifting online right now. Um, was supposed to do an event that was supposed to be scheduled like three or four weeks ago, but it got canceled. So there's a bunch of stuff that got moved around. But this is all stuff that I just do on top of everything else that I do. So it canceling out right now is, isn't a huge issue. Um, it's just stuff that I do extra on the side. But um, yeah, for like COVID-19, pretty much like it kind of really like lopsided everything that I was hoping to do because that was when I was hoping to reach out to like different school boards and start signing contracts to come in on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, start teaching these kids all these different things. And I'm working on a ton of stuff right now for that. Um, I'm trying to do like a course, um, that I want to basically, I'm developing it right now that I want to figure it out and make it so people can do it all online and just like have like our sessions with me. Cause I'm completely transparent about everything that I've ever done. And it's really, it looks like it's, it is hard. Um, but it's not as hard as it seems because when you actually write it down and really like list everything out of what you have to do um i'm actually working on a new company right now and i was just telling my partner that i brought in on for it um that it's really not as hard as it it may seem a huge idea when you're first sitting there and this is your idea and you're writing it down it may seem like a huge thing but if you really break it down into small little pods of work that you have to do on a weekly or daily basis um it really gets smaller so um that's what I want to do for the personal brand is the course. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's like a big thing. It's not going to come out for a bit just because I'm really trying to develop it that I want to sell it for probably a decent range. Like within, like I know courses can go for a couple thousand, but I probably want to sell this for about 300 to $400 and it will have pretty much everything. Cause I don't really have too much to hide and I'm not doing it also for the money. Like the money is probably just going to be stuff that I've either had to pay for or just like my time, but um, I'm not trying to profit off the course. It's just me really trying to uh, put my knowledge and everything that people can go for if they want to do something in entrepreneurship. So. I think that's going to sell really well, man, especially if you're doing these speaking gigs and people are, um, you know, looking in like people are looking into you and your brand. And as everything scales up and grows, it's all going to snowball, man. So uh, one thing you said there was kind of 
really interesting and it's something that's helped me a lot because you know when you take a big vision or goal and then trying to drill that down into what you could do every day breaking it down into those steps i think something that's helped me a lot is like picturing who like the type of person i need to become to get that thing right and then mm-hmm. to do that thing what i have to do is then like okay well like uh, let's say i want to start a business okay well to start a business or no that's not a good example but like let's say it's like losing some weight or like, i i want to lose this many pounds okay well let's reverse engineer that to do that i would actually have to you know this is the 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 timeline i'm giving myself and this is how much i have to do per month and then per week I, that means i'd have to go to the gym four times and i'd have to eat this much and then i have to blah, yep. blah 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 and then you chunk that down now you got it to like where you can make these micro decisions every day and it relates to the macro in that in, in a way where it's so much more easy to digest it's just yep. putting one foot in front of the other and i love that analogy of like you know going on a crazy long hike or journey it's really just starting with that first step taking that first step don't think about yep. the the 200,000 step i got to take cuz people love to do that people are like yeah. oh, how do i start a business if i need to scale and then i need to go on dragon yeah. and do this and that's like it bro, can swamp you dude. out yeah exactly yeah. so it's like take it down a notch and like what can i do today right mm-hmm. and like to become that person i love that stuff dude I could geek out on uh you know personal <laughs> development and stuff with you all day here but uh talking about the course real quick so I love that yeah. idea it's it's I mean I assume it's going to be all about entrepreneurship and stuff like that and yeah it's and, pretty it's pretty much going to be uh like product based product based businesses how to start a product based how to market different stuff how to right. run sales like I know what's worth I've started two products now with uh Northbrook Coffee and Smiley Bars and I'm actually launching my third company on December 1st never mentioned that before so that's a huge thing i'm excited to announce that probably it's not that deep that exclusive <laughs> yes yeah, sir so uh yeah it's a it's another consumable product that we're going to be launching um i'm starting it with one of my best friends it's going to be crazy um and i think it's going to be a really good hit it's very 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 similar to one of the businesses that i'm doing right now um but uh yeah it's going to it's going to be a a huge talk to us sure. about it man <laughs> <laughs> we're so, here now we're here now baby you got to you got to let the cat out of the hat man I'm I'm just excited because uh like we've so pretty much so this is a, actually a great example of what we just talked about about breaking stuff down. Um I was actually when is this going to be coming out? Uh probably like 3 weeks. Okay, so hold on. Let me let hold on. We'll we'll time this out for a second. I actually just want to see when the calendar will Okay, okay. I think it would be like November 11th or 18th depending. On Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so I will say what it is and I'll announce it and everything. All right, okay, baby, so, let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so where do we want to start off the the question at or what is it? What what do you want to start at? Uh, man, what is it? What do you what are we launching? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have a new company launching December 1st of 2020. Uh, it's going to be called Maple Tea Company. So it's going to be a tea company. We're basically going to be doing the exact same thing that we're doing right now with the coffee. Um, we found a really, really good supplier in Canada, the top supplier in Canada for tea. 
Um, so it's basically, I'm doing exactly what I did with North Brew and the coffee and the social aspect and all the different aspects. It's going to be the same team running it. My team that's running it right now. Um, I actually had to start a holding company that's going to own all my companies. And then that way my employees work for the holding company. So I don't have to hire three different social medias. I don't have to hire three different people for everything. It's just everyone works for James Rankin Management Inc. And then all the different companies that own, are owned by it, the employees go for it. Um, so Maple Tea Company, it's uh it's a huge thing. This is actually an idea. Really how this all started was I reached out to a company in Ottawa that I was looking to purchase. Um, and they came back with uh, evaluation that didn't really make sense for me. Um, and they, they're a new company that didn't haven't really been around for too long, not a lot of retail, all this different stuff. And uh, I was pretty much like, man, I just want I think I can start this and, and really, uh, really execute it and take it to the next level. So um, called one of my best friends, uh, Trey, and we're going to be starting uh, the tea company. I'm super excited, man. I literally thought about this idea like 24 days ago, and we already have everything set up and ready to go. It's just because I already have a playbook of everything that I did before. And like I said, about writing everything down and all these different systems and shop, all these different things, man, like it's all set up. Um, and we're just waiting on right now, we're waiting on the labels to be made, um, our SKU codes for uh, retail. And uh, I think that's pretty much it honestly we have all the product in we have a bunch of stuff we move quick around here so i had my team hop on this right away um been in zoom calls pretty much every day like i said i was working from home today we were working on the tea this morning um it's it's kind of getting harder to manage everything from like uh from the tea to smiley bars to north brew and all this different stuff but um i just recently started the management company that now people are going to be working for basically the collective of companies rather than just having a set of team for north brew having a set team for smiley bars different payrolls all this different stuff with taxes and all everything so um it really just works out for the uh the holding company but yeah i love that man i'm i'm going to be doing something similar with the uh, with myself because uh, like this is something I wanted to talk to you about before I let you go. We have a little bit of time here. First of all, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank I'm you. Really, Thank really you very much. This launch, it's going to be crazy. It's let me know crazy. if I could do anything to promote that. That's, that's incredible. I'm fired up. Uh, my, sure. my family, they're big tea drinkers. I'm more of a awesome. coffee guy, but you know, like yep. uh, I'll support. But uh, one thing I want to talk to you about there is like, you know, for me personally, um, you know, trying to, figure wrap my head around all that stuff when i incorporated my business and when, when i went all legit or whatever mm-hmm. it's like i know that i'm gonna be i'm gonna be starting a hundred businesses in my life i know yep. that just kind of the first one and um you know if you want to count the podcast as one as well you know i was trying to wrap my head around how do i harmonize all this stuff all these different things i want to do I want to start a podcast course wanted to do this, wanted to do that, you know, wanted to start vlogging, wanted to start this, mm-hmm. wanted a million things, right? Like very similar to you. And I'm like, man, how do I like bring it all like, like in? And I realized, yeah, the common denominator is me. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm part of all these different things. So, and, and this is like in no way, like me saying like, I, I want to be in competition with you or anything, but I want to start my own coffee company one day. I yep. like, I actually fully thought of like the whole idea. I have the branding, everything ready. I was just super bored one day and I was just like, 
I, why can't I start my own like deep origins coffee? Like, wh- why not? Yep. Why, why can't I go? I uh, like go for it. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, reach out to me. We got uh, we got private labeling. We have about five uh, private label clients right now in Ottawa that we're dealing with. So we can make that happen by next week, man. Dude, that inspires me up. How exactly does that all work for somebody who wants to start a legit coffee company? So, um, pretty much like if it was a company in auto, like what, I don't know, we're trying to compare it to something right now, but, um, like we can, I can't, can I can't mention the name <laughs> on here. We can, uh, there, there's ways to figure it out. You know, yeah, we, can, yeah, yeah. We, we can get it very, very similar. Like pretty much what I ended up doing when I went to my first roaster, it was a good, good connection to start with, but it was very hard to grow there. So I ended up switching over to another roaster and then yeah. figuring it out to do it on my own. And then now I'm with a new supplier. So, um, when I went to that new supplier, what I actually ended up doing was taking beans from an old bag that I had in my room from my first ever roastery. And I said, can we get a bean that's similar in taste, similar that like the look that I told them where it's from all this different stuff. And I'm not even joking you, the light (laughs) roast that we have right now is the exact same that it was two years ago. Wow. And He's a master roaster. This guy's crazy with it. So any type of coffee, I'm sure that we'd be able to get close to it or even the same type of same. It's all about the way it's roasted, honestly, and where mm-hmm. the beans from. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, there's ways. There's no, ways. This stuff goes deep, man. Well, you and me will definitely talk. Um, but kind of going back to what I was saying before, like just organizing it all under that umbrella. I think it's a really smart decision to make. Mm-hmm. And and to me, like I could see myself even one day having a clothing line and having like, you know, obviously my media company and then, you know, probably like a gym. I, I, I could just see myself doing a billion things. Right. But then reeling myself in and being like, OK, like. I'm already like running on overdrive. Like I'm doing yep. too many things. You saw even before this podcast, I got like three laptops open. I'm, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm doing too much, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, that just fires me up. I'd much rather be on that side than being super bored. Yeah. We only sure. got about 10 minutes left in this pod. I know we're going to have a part two. I know like, I know I'm going to have you on plenty of times, but one of the things I wanted to like ask you about before I let you go is uh, you know how do you what kind of things do you do to keep yourself in check what are some non-negotiable things you do every day like working out or meditation or something like that what are things you do to keep yourself grounded uh to not go crazy it's a it's a crazy life being an entrepreneur honestly lots of stress and lots of emotions and all this different stuff um i love going to the gym love hanging out with friends um, honestly, like just working too, is a, it sounds crazy. Everyone's always like, why are you working so much? But like, this is literally where I like, I get to work at my own pace. I get to work at my, like, I get to really do what I enjoy doing. The thing is I enjoy, I love this stuff. Like I really love doing this. Like I'm my own boss. I'm 21 years old and I really get to just like do something that I want to do not work for someone else. So like, I really love doing it. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, I have to go to work or anything like I've never had that before in my whole entire life when I'm doing this stuff it's like I'm really happy and I'm passionate about it so yeah like that's what I love doing um spending time with friends and family and uh my girlfriend all that different stuff so um yeah I think that's pretty much it working out was a huge thing during COVID um I actually I used to go to the gym every single day I actually know Wahid from working at Mobadi in Canada um so we worked together for about two years 
And uh, that guy's awesome too, man. I was actually, when I was starting, I was thinking about the clothing line. I used to go into Movadi and sit in like those chairs before my shift and after. And uh, I was telling Wahid all about the ideas and stuff. And I think that was when like we really got close just because like he thought it was an awesome idea. And now even like connecting, we connect probably every day on Instagram, but uh, like just talking about the coffee and seeing where it was started to where it is now. Like he knew me when I was 16 years old. So it's, uh, it's crazy, man. It just really shows you how far you can really take something. So. And it also speaks to Ottawa being such a such a city where everyone's one connection removed. Like, I don't even know you, but I know you. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I knew you before we got on this on this on this thing because we've been kind of in communication and stuff. But I never like physically met you in my life. Mm. But that's just I know it's crazy. Of, that's just the type of city this is, man. And that's why I think like you know having this podcast and being able to talk with people like yourself like i can't wait to look back five years from now when you're like number one coffee king of canada just <laughs> crushing it in like 10 different businesses selling millions on your course you know going speaking around the world on like you know headlining tours and shit like i can't wait to go back to this podcast and just being like oh man like i knew nothing even though people are looking at you now and already asking you know, paying you money to speak now, dude, just, just wait, man. Just, it's I'm, crazy. I'm really it's going to be like five, people. 10 years. It's going to be crazy to look back at. And, and that's the thing about this city too, is like, there's so many killers. There's so many people who are just absolutely crushing it at whatever they're doing. And it just makes me really excited for the future. It's really easy to get caught up in like, like the now and getting like, you know, stressed, like you mentioned. And like, yep. you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. Like I still have my job. I still work, I still work my nine to five. Like, you know, I'm, there's no, like, I'm completely transparent. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing all these different things, but you know, I think, I think one of the big things to keep in perspective is like, it's not going to be like that forever. It's like, mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it be COVID, whether it be something you're going through right now, like this right now, Yo, it's just it's just the present moment. Try to enjoy it. Try to get on podcasts with people. I can't wait. You're probably gonna have a podcast too, but why why don't you? Man, <laughs> honestly, I think I got I got the mic here actually. I, I didn't set it up today, but I was thinking about starting a podcast probably about like six months ago. Um, but same thing, like like everything else is like I'm just an entrepreneur, so I'd rather go on the podcast. Um, I think having a podcast is great, but like the time stuff right now, like oh, I have yeah. so much during the day, like you wouldn't even believe. Um trying to schedule my weeks like weeks in advance now and stuff like that but it's all about time for me I was actually thinking about just owning the podcast and having a host and just doing it like that um I think that's something that I'm going to be doing in the future um and having Pharrell do all the video and photography but uh yeah we'll, we'll see there's a ton of stuff that I'm working on and uh got all these different ideas and stuff but uh for right now just trying to trying to keep the moment trying to really just like hold on to the moment of like this is what i'm doing and stuff so try not to get too busy but sometimes it does get like that so you got to be ruthless with your time i think that's a really important point that you kind of um you know brought up there it's like you can't say yes to everything you can't do yep. everything the podcast yeah, even though it's a sick idea it's not the priority right now like you're you're mm -hmm. running three companies you're gonna launch this so I, I completely get that. I was like, you know, I, I just think that in the future, you got this in your cards. I do think it's it's something that, you know, you're pretty good at. And as you meet more and more entrepreneurs, I think it, it also helps you level up. Like, I can't mm. tell you, like, like 
just starting this thing over a year ago has helped me in like such amazing ways network with such amazing people, even like yourself, like you and me probably wouldn't be having this kind of conversation right now. Uh, I, I call mm-hmm. them scheduled conversations because I feel like I'm not yeah. interviewing you, but mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if we, even if we came across each other in Ottawa, even if I went to Movadi and like, I was working out with you and like bouncing ideas off you, it wouldn't be like this. And so that's why I think, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of power to it. Um, Sorry, man. I think I cut out here. Okay, no, I'm I'm good <laughs> by that. Uh, okay. But awesome. Uh, kind of one of the last things I want to ask you about before we run out of time here is what's what's like the what's the grand big big picture for you? What's what's it like? What is like success for you? When have you like reached something where you can look around and be like, man, I won? Uh, I think for me, like, uh, well, right now, the biggest vision for me would be like a hundred retailers for North Brew. It's just, it's been my baby. And the reason why I hold it so closely to me and I rep it every single day. And it's like my life is because I literally started it when people thought that I could not do it. Like, like I was saying before, I was 18 trying to push this like idea on people that I was going to start this coffee company and people sitting back and being like, how are you even going to do this? Um, seeing where it is now and seeing the bottled iced coffee and the actual bot, like the roasted coffee and everything. Um, that that's like the biggest thing for me. So that's like, I don't know. I think the biggest, like the end term, I don't really have an end goal right now. Um, I know I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. Definitely more companies, more products, something that I'm passionate about marketing, the different products, how to sell and all this different stuff. Um, the end goal honestly is just, just to make something of myself because like I was literally dropped out of the, my college program and I just kind of started running from there. So as long as I'm able to do it and uh, say that I actually did it at the end of the day, that's, that's everything I need right there. So. Love it, brother. Great answer. I like to finish my podcast up with a lightning round. Uh, Just three questions. Remember it's not that deep, Uh, (laughs) but I'm going to just dive right in. So question number one, uh, when was the last time you did something that scared the shit out of you? Oh, um, ooh, I don't know if I can say it on here, but I'll say it. Um, my friend just got a new car and we, uh, we we're testing the, uh, the speed on the car. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll say. Uh, he, got brand, he got a brand new, really nice car and we had to, uh, we had to go, uh, test, test her out. Test the, test the car, you know, so. 100% legally, of course. Right. Of course. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite restaurant here in Ottawa? favorite restaurant um ooh, really good question um mm, uh oh i got a okay i got i got about like oh i don't know i really don't know i know a bunch of restaurant owners i really don't want to step on toes right now uh, um so best restaurant in ottawa in my opinion actually a new one that I like just went to, uh, I took my girlfriend there on our first date. It was, uh, Nicastro's, I think it was, or Napoli's, sorry, Napoli's in Stittsville. First time ever going. The pasta there was amazing. I was actually blown by it. And, uh, that was our first date and now I'm dating her. So it ended up working out. (laughs) Beautiful story. Um, the question number three, if you had to drink any coffee in the world besides North brew, what would it be? I wouldn't drink it. Ah! (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, honestly, I really, um, 
I can't remember the roaster. There's a coffee in Australia that I ordered off online and it was really good. It's upstairs right now. I don't remember what it is, but that's a really good blend. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, I don't let's, drink let's a lot of Let's piggyback on that though. one. Like if you were to go to coffee in Ottawa, what's like your go-to coffee spot? Uh, honestly, oh, so good in the Boward Market. Best nice. cake and best coffee in Ottawa. Freshly roasted. And, Great cheesecake, uh, the, yeah. The cake, um, the cake is unreal. <laughs> the cake is unreal. So, yeah, also good in the market. 25 York Street. Awesome spot. All right, brother. This has been an amazing uh, podcast, despite every technical difficulty, reschedules, and all those things happening. We made it happen. I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait to keep watching you grow your journey you and support much. you, brother. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. And for those listening, just remember, it's not that deep. James, before I let you go, where can people find you on yep. social media? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, James Rankin with two N's. Uh, Facebook, James Rankin. YouTube.com slash James Rankin. James Rankin.ca. Um, North Brew Coffee on Instagram. And Maple Tea launching December 1st, 2020. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a crazy, crazy company. We have an unreal giveaway going on. I actually, we just planned this out this morning. We're going to be giving away a MacBook Air on our launch day, which is insane. So if you guys are interested in that, check out Maple Tea Company on Instagram. And uh, yeah, December 1st. Sick, buddy. I'm just going to grab a quick photo. For and sure, just remember, for sure. it's not that deep. Bro. <laughs>